one thing I want to highlight here, I feel like this is a relevant point to highlight this. You did it with a general manager in place and 65 SOPs. That's the number I really want to highlight here. Like it wasn't, it wasn't 300 SOPs and trainings. Like it's a very achievable number. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, like it's not a ton. S- 65 SOPs. And I made those in the three months before that trip to Australia. So yeah. the actual the actual process of making those SOPs was I'm going away. I'm going to be on the other side of the world. It's like a 10-hour time difference. I need to sort out a way of my agency running without me. So this was just it, – it, it built into 65 SOPs. It started off as just a spreadsheet. And the spreadsheet was – what do I do? What processes do I currently run? And I wrote them all down. And then it was like column A was the process. Column B was who does it now? And that was just me. And then column C was who's going to do it in the future? And that was like a person that was a role that I was going to hire. That was like a software program that I was going to start using, Mm -hmm. or it was just like, stop doing this stupid thing because you don't need to Mm -hmm. do it at all. And then column D was like, when am I going to get this sorted by? So that kind of became the plan of action. And then my general manager came after that, but it was it was very much as a result of identifying, I need someone to be an authority here. I need someone to be in charge of stuff. It's not just going to work if it's just me running stuff with a bunch of like yeah. freelancers or just other agencies. Yeah. So for each SOP, you had a current and future owner. So in essence, one person owned an entire, like an SOP. Mm, So that was the, so the original spreadsheet was like the kind of the process spreadsheet. And then each of the 65 processes I'd written out and I went granular on these. It wasn't just like buying office supplies. It was like, this is the company credit card. Who's in charge of it? What should you do? Mm. What's the numbers? Like, what should you do if this happens? It was real, if this, then that. Lots of granular detail. Probably too much detail, but I figured I'd rather put too much because then they can just, if they don't need it, yeah. then they don't need to use it. Um, but yeah, it was those 65 that were then followed by various other people. I guess mm-hmm. a lot of them I wrote myself, but it was better when I got the person who was now responsible for that process to write them because I'd be like hey you're going to be in charge of this or well I'd ask them if they wanted to be in charge of it then they'd say yes then I'd explain the process and then I'd say can you take the notes and can you write this up and then I found that they had much more ownership when it was them that had written it rather than following this set of instructions that I'd written so it was a mix Mm -hmm. of me writing and other people writing them as well yeah and then with the SOP library or whatever you want to call it, did everyone have access to all SOPs or was it kind of like sectioned out, you know, only certain people can have access to the the credit card SOPs yeah. and whatnot? <laughs> what was that? Yeah. Like? I mean, I'd probably do it differently now, but back in 2014, it was just a very simple Excel spreadsheet with a bunch of tabs and each tab was each of the different SOPs and then it got like exported into PDFs. It was really that simple and those PDFs were in folders there was a folder that was for everyone. There was a folder that was just for management team. There was a folder that was maybe just for accounts. It was like, yeah, it was exactly as you say. It was, you only need to have access to the SOP if you need to know it. Yeah. And then 
You know, it is interesting. I see that working both ways. Like some companies are like, oh, everyone has access to all SOPs. Everyone should know how to do like every job in the company and and stuff like that. And I've seen that work very well, but I've also seen like, you know, your instance work pretty well also. I don't think there's any correct answer there. I was just more curious. And then did you ever take this from like Excel to a PDF to ever a learning management system of any kind? No, didn't take it to a learning management wow. system, but I would say that the entire ethos of having a manual was very much used throughout the team. So me and Joanna and the team leaders, it was very much like if we got asked a question that we knew was in the manual, we'd push back and we'd say, huh, it's funny that you're asking me that. I'm sure it's in the manual. And then we'd be like, have you checked the manual? And then someone would be like, no. And then they'd go the next time. They wouldn't want to be asked that question. So they'd go check the manual first. So it started to become this thing like, have you checked the manual? Check it first. Because I think it's all very well having the SOPs, but you have to actually get people to use them. Otherwise, it's no mm-hmm. use. And if someone does ask you a question that you know full well is already documented, yeah. Oh, yeah. the easy thing to do is to answer it because it just yeah. you know it ticks a box. They go away. You get that dopamine hit. But really, it's like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to answer this because this is the reason I made it. And I'd say that ethos went further as well with especially Joanna, who was my general manager and who was there from probably about 2016 till like she's, I mean, she's still there now, even though the company's sold. And she was really good at firstly her job that was operational excellence. It was like she had one job description, operational excellence. Mm. But she was really proud of when she could solve something and not bug me with it. So she saw it as her duty to protect my time. And we had this, we kind of had this like phrase, I guess. So if something ever happened with clients or with team or with anything that just can go wrong in agency life, you know, you know what it's like. If I ever had to get involved, the phrase we used was like deployed, like we're going to deploy Jody. Yeah. And she's, and we, we absolutely saw that as a last resort. And so one of the things that she really tried to protect for me, which I'm so grateful to her for doing is protect my, my time and not have anyone booking meetings with me. So if she had ever said to me, Jody, I'm so sorry, but you're going to need to get on a meeting with this client. It was because she tried like a million other things. She'd be like, I've tried this. I've tried that. That hasn't worked. I've tried this. I've gone back to this. I've tried this, but I just really need you for this. And if that was the case, it's like, yeah, okay, I understand. But it was it was so rare that that would happen because she really took it upon herself to, to do that. And I think that's what you want in that general manager or operations manager or that person. They have to be proud of not getting you involved. They have to, yeah. they have to see it as their responsibility to put you out of a job. Yeah. I want to highlight here for any role players, team members, people working in an organization, not as the founder. Like if you want to be really good at your job, if you want to be an A player, if you want to go far, like this is, this is the Bible right here. Mm, like, totally. Don't, don't deploy Jody. Don't deploy Jordan. <laughs> like try to avoid that. And I've thought about before, I swear I heard this once and perhaps it was even on John's show, an entrepreneur that was talking about a, a KPI that gets filled out on a weekly scorecard by each team member. Like how many times did you ask your manager a question? And the lower that number, the better. But I was, you know, I'm, I'm too scared to implement something like that because of the mm. obvious unintended consequences mm. of that, I feel like. 
I mean, split it out. Like how, how many times did you ask your manager a new question? How many times did you ask your manager an old question? I don't want old questions sure. because they should be documented, but new questions, I guess. Yeah, I want new questions, but I still want someone to come with me, to come to me with at least a bit of the reason why the problem happened in the first place. And then at least a few of the responses or the solutions that they're suggesting. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of the SOP, the Smooth Operators Podcast. If you are a growing agency and you're looking for a chief operating officer who's been inside multiple multi-million dollar agencies, someone who knows the systems of scale, the levers to pull, then look no further than myself, Jordan Parison, my band of agency operations experts that I bring along with me. Go to ZeusOS.co, that is Z-E-U-S-O-S.co slash apply, ZeusOS.co slash apply to apply to work with us. Again, thanks for listening. And until next time, be well.